Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Today, I'd like to share with you one of my favorite verses in the Bible. You know, I have sort of a thing in my spiritual life, and maybe you have it too. I know in my own spiritual life, I have some weaknesses. And so there are certain verses that I go back to over and over because they, as the Holy Spirit so often do, does, uh, they gently correct me and help me deal with the challenges that I have. So I'm going to give you a little bit of the story, then get to the verse. But let me just tell you what that weakness is that this particular verse helps me with. I notice in my prayer life that whenever I have some kind of problem, I get very serious with God and very intense about praying that God will answer my prayer. And then when God answers the prayer, I notice that I don't exactly have the same intensity when it comes to praising Him and being thankful. So for me, it's a challenge to remember to come back to give him thanks with the same intensity of the prayer that I prayed when I was going through difficulty. This is not the story today, but I know many of you know the story of the uh, 10 men who had leprosy and Jesus healed all 10, but only one came back to give God thanks. And early in that story, it says that when they still had leprosy, they cried with a loud voice. Uh, but then after they were healed, only the one came back. And the Bible indicates that he thanked Jesus with a loud voice. So uh, that's a challenge for me. I always want to come back and thank God with the same intensity that I prayed with when I was having difficulty. So that's why this whole section is important to me. And then we'll get to the verse at the end of the story that I think about very often and I want to share with you today. Well, the story is of a woman who had been uh, bleeding, hemorrhaging uh, blood for 12 years. And she had spent everything that she had on a medical help and they couldn't solve her problem. And that happens sometimes, no matter how well-intentioned medical professionals are. Humans just have medical issues that, that can't be resolved with, with medical help. In this particular case, this lady was getting worse every day. She had the problem for 12 years and now she had the issue of not having any money left because she was bankrupted by this particular illness. So Jesus, of course, is uh, with his, he's teaching and he has his disciples with him and he's moving. Jesus is moving with the crowd. The crowd is all around him. They're pressing him. And all of a sudden, this woman begins to think, if I could just touch the fringe of his garment, I could be made whole. And one of the things that I've shared this with you before that I love about this particular verse is this woman is acting on faith with the end of her Bible. You know, her Bible ended in Malachi, it didn't end in Revelation like ours, ours does. In the book of Malachi, it tells about the coming of Messiah and calls him the Son, S-U-N, the Son of Righteousness will appear with healing in his, our translations say wings, but what it really means, the fringes of his garment. So this woman was just taking God at his word and believing uh, that if she, if she took it very literally, she said, if I could just touch the wing, the fringe of his garment, then I can be made well. And she does. And it's at that point that Jesus said, and I'm in Luke chapter eight, this is the 45th verse. Jesus said, who touched me? Um, and everyone said, wasn't me, wasn't me, wasn't me. And I think they were honest. I think they just were saying, oh, we know we're crowding you and everything, but nobody touched you. And, and that caused Peter to speak up, which is something that he does frequently. <laughs> I'm always amazed at how Peter tries to straighten Jesus out at this point. You know, uh, and Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing against you. So he's saying, what do you mean who touched you? You're getting pressed from every side. 
But of course, Jesus knew he'd been touched differently than the crowd was throwing him. Somebody had touched him in faith. And so look at Jesus' statement in verse 46. He said, someone deliberately touched me. Wow. If you have a prayer need today, or, or let's just say you have a need and maybe you haven't prayed about it yet. It's a great thing to deliberately touch Jesus, to touch him on purpose. Because Jesus said, I felt healing power go out from me. We're getting to my verse. When the woman realized she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. Here's my verse. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. I just, I love that. The whole crowd heard her explain why she asked Jesus for help and that she had had an answer to her prayer. You know, I, I thought about that a lot in my life. When, when God answers a prayer in my life, I not only want to be thankful, I want people to hear about what Jesus has done in my life, what God, the difference that God has made. So for all of us today who've had an answer to prayer, uh, the question is, has the whole crowd heard us explain why we went to God and how that God answered our prayer? Two thoughts, and I'll, uh, I'll end this uh, little Noah's window. I wonder how many times sharing what God has done in answer to prayer, how many times could that actually be a witness? You know, we're always wondering about how to share our faith. We actually have a series coming up in a little less than two weeks about sharing our faith. But what a wonderful way to share our faith, just to let people hear what God has done in our lives. You know, I've always said, and I'll say this in the series, people can argue with your theology, but they can't argue with your story. And this woman let the whole crowd hear. I want to just uh, make the second point to parents and grandparents, because I really think it's important that our kids and grandkids hear about God's answer to prayers in our life because you know the culture tells them over and over that God isn't real that there's no such thing as God I mean you can you can bring them to New Spring Church and that's a great thing to do and you can talk to them about God but as soon as they go out in the culture the culture is going to say God isn't real God doesn't matter you know and 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 believing in God is 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 just kind of a fool's errand I just really think one of the most important things we can do is tell our kids and grandkids about God's answer to prayer in our life. You know, let the whole crowd hear what Jesus has done. Well, that's one of my favorite verses in the Bible, just in case I didn't give you the text. It's Luke chapter 8 and the 47th verse. I want to read it one more time just so that we'll grasp it. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. I am determined today to let the crowd know what God has done in my life. Well, for those of you who are New Springers, uh, tomorrow night is first Wednesday. We get together at 6.30. We have time for communion and time for worship. And then I'm going to be bringing a message that God has put on my heart as Mary Alice and I were reading the scriptures the other day. And I just am really looking forward to bringing it to you. So that's tomorrow night, 6.30. If you're local, we hope you can be there for that experience. Well, let's pray. Father, may the Holy Spirit even remind us today of answers to prayer that we've experienced in the past. And Lord, we pray that our loudspeaker will be turned up and we will tell the crowd the good things that you have done in our lives. We want to give you glory and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. Mary Alice and I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. Hope you have a wonderful day.